Well, hey friends, welcome back to the Bibles, Babies, and Business Podcast. It is Thursday, which means it is a Bible study breakdown episode. This week, we are inside the book of Zephaniah. If you haven't, if you weren't aware that there was a book inside of your Bible called Zephaniah, different than Zechariah, now you know, right? <laughs> we're learning new things every single week. Inside of the book of Zephaniah, that's where we're at today. And the topic that we're discussing is, are you afraid of what others might think about your online coaching business? And if you are, if you have that, that maybe it's a subtle fear or maybe it's like an overwhelming fear and like it's completely stopping you from posting the content that you really want to post or it's completely stopping you from even starting the business in and of itself that, that you're really wanting to start. If you have this this nervousness, this anxiety about what others might think about you and your online coaching business, and I have three mindset tips for you to boost your confidence so you can post the content you wanna post, start the business, and overcome the fear of judgment. Let's do it. Hey coach, welcome to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations and staying home with your kids? But right now your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month. Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach, struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. All right, friends. So like I said in the beginning, we are inside the book of Zephaniah and our anchor scripture is Zephaniah chapter three, verses 16 and 17. I'm going to read it for you right now. It says, on that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, cheer up Zion, don't be afraid for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. 
He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And as I was leaning into this book before this episode, and I was thinking, God, what do you want me to talk about that this week? And that that's my prayer, like always, like, Lord, what do you want to say to your people listening to the show? And he really brought my attention to two phrases within the scripture we just we just read and it it was don't be afraid and he will calm all your fears there's this emphasis on being afraid and fear within this scripture and and of course within the context of being afraid and fear it's don't be afraid and he being god will calm all your fears and that really got me thinking about okay god like if you want me to address fear address you know somebody being afraid in this episode, well, well, I started doing a brainstorm of what is it that online coaches fear the most in their business? What are they the most afraid of? And I had a little brainstormed list. I'm going to read, um, I'm going to read it to you right now. I came up with, well, I know that online coaches have the fear that their business won't make enough money to sustain themselves or their family. I know that online coaches have uh, a fear that maybe they won't sign enough clients that, of course, lends itself to not making enough money to sustain themselves or their business. And both of those are true. And it's interesting that both of those are tied to finances or fear around money. And again, very, very common in the coaching space for online coaches to have uncomfortability or anxiety or nervousness or fear around money, especially if they grew up with money being a little shaky in the home or if they have any certain certain, you know, money mindsets that maybe don't align with scripture. All that to be said. Uh, oh, and let's not forget um, most <laughs> Most online coaches are broke, okay? So it's not like the online coaching space is just filled with all these people making all this money. Like it, it's it's a common concern of people that start online coaching businesses that like, oh my gosh, am I gonna make enough money? Which is of course why I teach people sales because I too had that same fear that the Lord so graciously uh, delivered me from. Um, like I said, a lot of coaches are broke. I used to be one of them. And if you're in that state right now, I can help you get out of it. High Ticket Powerhouse happening summer 2023. Shameless plug. All that being said, the topic of today's episode is actually not going to be fear around money. Yes, it's super common for coaches to have fear and anxiety around money. But the Lord challenged me to go back even farther in my own journey to the very beginning, even before I was worried about whether or not my business was going to make enough money. What was I worried about then? Before, before I was sitting there freaking out about, is this going to sustain us? Am I going to sign enough clients? Before all of that, the thing that I was worried about was what would people think? I don't know if you know this about me, but I am from Nebraska and I don't know where you're from. We have people listening all over the world. Thank you, Jesus. But here in Nebraska, there is more cows than there are people. That's a fact. That's not me making a joke. That That's an actual fact. There are more cows than there are people in this state. Um, I live in the part of the state that's more populated. I live very much near a city. And I grew up in a smaller community um, where people didn't 
and still aren't, there's not a whole lot of like online coaches, right? There's, there's not a whole lot of online coaches in general, which lends itself to why I also don't believe the coaching space is saturated, a rant for another day. But if you were to line up a hundred people, probably none of them are going to be an online coach. And if there is maybe one, like it, it's a very unique career choice. And one of the things that I was super nervous about before I ever officially jumped two feet into starting my business was what is my classmates going to think? What is my family going to think? What is my friends going to think if I, because those are the people that followed me. You see, nobody was following me for my, my fitness content or my business content. Fun fact, I wasn't even a business coach yet. I started my business out in the fitness space. And so I'll talk about fitness. Nobody was following me for my fitness content. If they followed me, it's because they knew me in real life. They were a friend of mine. They were a classmate. They, they were a family member. They were somebody that knew me in real life, right? And so if I just started randomly posting about fitness, what were they going to think? And that was, that was really plaguing me. That was the thing that I had to, that, that was holding me back from making that, those posts and, and creating that content. And I remember being on vacation, which by the way, I didn't pay for. Um, thanks mom and dad for, for paying for that vacation. Cause the Lord knows that I was broke. Um, I was on vacation. I was sitting next to one of my brothers um, near the beach and I, I was sharing with him that I had this idea. I wanted to start an online coaching business. I wanted to coach people on fitness. I had a degree in nutrition and like I went to college where like, I had a whole bachelor's degree for this thing. I was a personal trainer and I really felt, I had this, this inkling inside that I maybe, just maybe I could make it or, or at least make a little bit of money online selling my fitness coaching services. And I was telling him all about this and, and I shared with him, I'm just, I, I, you know, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about what is everybody gonna think if I start doing this? And he said to me something that, changed the game for me. And he, I can't remember his exact words, but he said something to the effect of, Cam, you cannot let what other people think hold you back. And that was a big light bulb moment for me. It was almost like he gave me permission, the permission that I didn't necessarily need, but I was still seeking the permission to do it anyway. Do it afraid. Do it even though in the back of my mind, I was nervous about what were all my classmates going to think? And was I going to be the laughing stock <laughs> amongst all, you know, the people that I went to high school with? Were they going to whisper about me? Were they, what, what were they going to think to do it anyway? And within the hour of that conversation, you guys, <laughs> the hour, okay? When I get something in my head and I feel like like I'm, I'm ready to do it, I take fast action. Uh, within the hour of that conversation, I was creating some of my very first content for my online coaching business. Again, I remember I started in the fitness space. So I wasn't posting about business. I wasn't posting about sales. I didn't know how to do sales yet at that point. So I certainly wasn't posting about it. I was posting about what I knew, which was fitness. That very next month, I got my first coaching client and I made $100 that month. That is what I made my very first month in business. But it was okay. Because you know what? Guess who one of my first, first my clients was? One of my very first clients, actually some of my, my, my multiple of my first clients were people that knew me personally. This isn't even in my notes to share with you friends, but 
just so you know, if you're worried, well, what, what, what if my friends and my family see my content? Your friends and your family are probably going to be your very first clients. And I would venture to say that that's the case for most coaches. That was definitely the case for me. It's the case for, for many, many coaches. It's not like you start off and you immediately sign clients with a stranger. There's the kind of like, I don't really know what it is, but there's something in the coaching space about like, we feel more comfortable if we're signing clients that like we don't know previously. Like if we're, if we're signing strangers, like people that just found us on the internet, somehow that is seen as better than signing a client that is a family member or a friend. I don't really know what that is. We can dig into that maybe another time, but just know that if you're starting off in the coaching space, your first clients, your first 10, your first 15, maybe even more clients are probably going to be people that already follow you, that know you somehow in life, that are seeing the content that you're posting, that are resonating with it, and because they already know you, they already like you, and they already trust you, they want help from you. And they're willing to pay you to do it. So with that being said, I want to give you three tips, three mindset shifts that I needed to make and that I'm hoping will help you as well to boost your confidence and overcome the fear of what are other people thinking? Are they judging me? What are my classmates thinking? Are they all laughing at me? so that you can move past that and go on to be everything that you were called to be in your business. So tip number one, I want you to approach your social media. And in this case, it's going to be Instagram because that is the platform that I'm really honed in on. Um, so approach your social media or your Instagram as if, now don't laugh, <laughs> approach it as if it is a reality TV show and you are the main character. Now, let me break this down for you before you scratch your head in confusion or you giggle at me thinking, Cami, what are you talking about? Let me tell you a little backstory about me. Um, I, growing up, wanted to be on Disney Channel. I wanted to be on Disney Channel so bad. Do you remember the days where like the Disney Channel commercials were the, uh, they were all the actors and actresses on Disney Channel and they had this like little wand and they would draw the Mickey ears? Yeah, I was very... Like my, my dream job was to be the next Hannah Montana. Absolutely the next Hannah Montana. And although I'm not on Disney Channel, although that is not the space or the industry that the Lord has called me to, there are elements and principles that I have learned from that season of my life because, because I wanted to be on Disney Channel. I was a very good, still am, a very good singer. I loved to perform. I performed all through school. I was in a band. I even tried out for American Idol twice. I actually made it like a couple rounds in in my, my home state. Uh, I, I digress. A story for another time. All that being said, the principles that I learned from that season of my life that led into my coaching business was that I had it in me to perform. I loved being in front of a crowd. And although, yeah, maybe it made me a little bit nervous to know that all eyes were on me, watching me, watching me perform, watching me do whatever it is that I was doing. There was a part of me that loved that. And so when I approached my online coaching business, sure, I wasn't on a stage, but I was posting content for everybody I know to see. I was turning that camera around. I was recording videos. I was taking pictures. I was creating content similar. It felt similar to that of me being on a stage and everybody I know sitting in the audience watching me. And 
when I talk about your Instagram being a reality TV show and you are the main character, I often think about keeping up with the Kardashians. Now, um, think what you will about the Kardashians. Think what you will about the TV show. I've seen it. Uh, I'm not like a diligent watcher or anything of it, but I've seen it. And within that show, it's so fascinating to me because the Kardashian family could be doing something very unexciting, very um, just typical and everybody would tune in to watch it like if chloe kardashian went out to lunch and was eating a sandwich on a tuesday afternoon you had bet your bottom dollar that if they were filming that day millions of people would see that all she was doing is eating a sandwich all the, all they were doing was have sitting in their living room having a conversation or um getting ready for school whatever it is that they were doing and yet millions of people tuned in every single week to watch that and i thought to myself i need to show up on my instagram with the confidence of kim kardashian here's the thing if you view your instagram as a tv show that means that Instagram is the television and then your specific profile is the TV show. And every single day, people are choosing to tune in to your TV show. They, that means that they made a choice that they want to see what you're doing that day. And something about that just boosted confidence into me because I thought to myself, well, hey, you know what? If they didn't like my TV show, all they have to do is click to the next channel. That's all they had to do. No that's, that's okay. That's okay. Right? Like, like what bad thing would happen? Nothing, nothing bad would happen. They would just turn to the next channel. And something about that just gave me so much confidence that if I could just approach my Instagram as if this was the keeping up with Cami show and everybody that was watching it wanted to watch it. They wanted to see what I was doing in day in, day out. They thought the thing, like the details of my life were interesting, which by the way, people do. I am not famous at all. Although this is, essentially the micro celebrity effect, a conversation for another day. But there is something literally called the micro celebrity effect that essentially you become a celebrity within a very small niche. You're not a celebrity to everybody, but with but within a select few people, you are a celebrity. And actually that has happened. I have had somebody before be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that you messaged me. Fam, I have less than a thousand followers. Like I am, I am nobody on Instagram. Okay. And I'm okay saying that to you. And yet it still created a micro celebrity effect. People are nosy. People are curious. I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And yet people are still curious. They want to see what it is that I'm doing every single day. And something about that had just boosted my confidence. And I, cause I thought to myself, if they don't care, then all they have to do is flip to the next channel. So I'm going to show up with the confidence because if they're, if they're here watching it, that means they want to be here. They want to watch it every day. So that was my very first tip. Approach your social media as if it was a reality TV show, you're the main character, and everybody that's watching you on Instagram wants to be there. They are tuning in every single day to their television and choosing to watch your TV show. Go you. Look at you, you celebrity you, <laughs> okay? Allow yourself to kind of step into that celebrity-esque main character role of your TV show. That was tip number one. That was for somebody. Don't know who it is, but that was for someone. Tip number two to boost your confidence and overcome the fear of what is everybody thinking so that you can start your business. Recognize that other people's opinions will not pay your bills. Now, this is something that you've probably heard before, but really let that sink in. 
Are you about to allow the opinion or the passing thought of another human being be the reason why you do not pay your bills this month? I'm going to let, I'm, I'm pausing. No, nothing's wrong with the podcast. No, it didn't pause on accident. I'm pausing to allow that to sink in for you. Are you going to allow the passing thought, the opinion of another human, be the reason why you reject the vehicle by which the Lord is trying to bring you provision? Do you know that your business is the vehicle in which the Lord is trying to bring you provision for your life? Have you ever heard the story about the man that was trapped in his home because of a flood? Okay. The water is rising. He goes to the roof. And and before that, days before, he was warned, hey, flood's coming. You know, time to evacuate. He said, no, my God is going to save me. They said, okay, well, this is your last chance. You sure you don't want to come? He said, no, my God is going to save me. The floods come. The water rises. He goes up to the roof. They take a boat out there. They say, hey, you know, let's go. Like the water's rising. He says, no, my God is going to save me. Okay. A couple days later, a helicopter comes and says, hey, look, this is the last time that you can leave. Let's go. And he says, no, my God is going to save me. The man ends up dying. I don't think this is actually a real story, you guys. The, men's, the man ends up dying. He gets to heaven. He says, God, why didn't you save me? And he's like, I... I warned you before the flood came. I sent you a boat and I sent you a helicopter. What else did you want me to do? The reason I'm telling you guys this story is because oftentimes Christians have this like almost like fantasy belief that if they are in need of finances in their life, that they're just going to randomly wake up one day and like $20,000 is just going to randomly be in their bank account. That somehow God is just going to magically boop, drop that money that you need in your bank account. And I'm using finances because that's really um, why many people start coaching businesses in the first place. Yes, to help people and for financial provision. I'm not saying that God can't magically drop $20,000 into your bank account, okay? I'm sure, I'm sure that I know, in fact, that it has happened before. There are miracles like that. Like the money just was mailed to you, a stranger handed it to you, you woke up one day, somebody wired you the money. That happens, for people. And that doesn't necessarily happen for everybody. I want to share with you a quote that one of my friends, Amber Black, has said on her Instagram. And it is an incredible, (laughs) incredible quote, okay? Retweet this all day long. And you can follow her at amberblack.co on Instagram. And it says, God won't drop a million dollars in your lap. But he'll give you a million dollar idea to execute. Get comfortable moving towards your destination before you completely understand the directions. Abundance is the fruit of obedience. Many times, if you are needing financial provision in your life, yes, God can drop the money in your lap. Or perhaps instead of dropping a million dollars in your lap, he gives you a million dollar idea and he expects you to act on it. And many of us are rejecting the idea. In this case, it's the coaching business. We're rejecting the idea. We're rejecting the helicopter. We're rejecting the boat. We're rejecting the vehicle in which the Lord is trying to bring us provision because we are worried about 
the passing thought of another person. Which won't matter a year from now, by the way, or even six months or even a week from now or tomorrow. Like what somebody says about you or isn't saying about you today will not matter tomorrow. You're still going to hang out with your husband tonight. You're still going to make dinner. You're still going to go to sleep. You're still going to wake up. The sun's still going to come up tomorrow. And yet we allow the thoughts and opinions of what we think. Sometimes we don't even like, we don't even have evidence necessarily all the time that other people are thinking things. We just think that they're thinking things. And we allow that to stop us And we reject the vehicle in which the Lord is trying to give us provision. We have to move past that. Recognize other people's opinions will not pay your bills. Do not reject the vehicle in which the Lord is trying to bless you financially because you're worried about what Sally, Sam, or (laughs) Trevor, I don't know, I'm just thinking random names, is going to think of you. Which leads me to number three. Realize that no one is actually thinking about you. Now, that may sound harsh, but it's true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, just rehearse for you a quote that I once read from Dr. Amen. If you don't know who Dr. Amen is, I've talked about him on the podcast before. He's a very famous psychiatrist that scans people's brains that helps them um, improve their mental health by pr- improving their brain health. And he had this quote on his Instagram one time that said, when I was 20 years old, I was worried about what everybody thought of me. At 40 years old, I realized I didn't care what everybody thought about me. And when I was 60 years old, I realized nobody was ever thinking about me in the first place. Friend, hear me. Nobody is thinking about you more than you are thinking about you. And that is humbling because there is a part of us that loves the idea of other people thinking about us. And maybe that's ego, maybe that's attention seeking. I don't really know what it is. I'm sure I could dig into that. But there is a small part of us that loves to ruminate on what are other people thinking. But really what is happening there is that is self-focused. That is us hyper-focusing on ourselves and and thinking that other people are hyper-focusing on ourselves. Other people are busy. They have their own jobs. They have kids. They have things going on in their day. They're not thinking about you. And if they are, it's for a passing moment. They're not sitting there obsessing over you day in and day out like you think they are. And yes, absolutely, that is humbling. And for some of you, that may be, that, that might even sting a little, but actually let that be freeing. Because if nobody is thinking about you the way that you think they are, that means that you are free to move about your life, to start the business without fear of what other people are thinking, because they're not thinking about you in the first place. So, Let's review those three things real quick. Three tips to boost your confidence and overcome the fear of what are other people thinking about me? Are they judging me? That's keeping you from starting the business. Number one, approach your social media or your Instagram as if it's a reality TV show and you are the main character. That helps you feel the confidence. Like when I think about, man, this is keeping up with Cammie and I, I, I show up with all the confidence of Kim Kardashian. I'm not worried. Do you think Kim Kardashian is worried about what Sally in Idaho thinks about her jeans? No, she doesn't. Cause she's Kim Kardashian. And if Sally was 
super offended by her jeans and all Sally had to do was switch to the next TV show. Like it's, it's a little weird that Sally is obsessed about the jeans that Kim Kardashian, like if, if any of that's weird, it's the fact that Sally is so upset about the jeans in the first place. I'm going off on a tangent, but the purpose is like show up with the confidence of the main character of your own reality TV show. Okay. People, whether you, whether you think so or not, they're actually interested in your life and no, they're not obsessing about you and no, they're not thinking about you every moment of the day, but if they're watching your stories, it's because they want to. So let there be confidence in that. Number two, recognize that other people's opinions will not absolutely will not pay your bills. Absolutely will not. Okay. Don't reject the vehicle in which the Lord is trying to bring you provision because you're worried about what other people might or actually might not be thinking. And number three, realize that nobody's actually thinking about you at all. And that's not intended to sound harsh. That's intended for us to realize that we are putting a microscope on ourselves and thinking that everybody else is as well. And they're not. They have their own life, their own things that they're thinking about, and they're not thinking about you. Okay. Coach, I hope that this was helpful for you today. And if it was, would you please do me a favor? Would you take 30 seconds to drop me a review in Apple iTunes or share this podcast episode with your social media and tag me? I would be super, super grateful if you did that. If you did one of those things or even both. Here's the thing. Every single week I spend hours, okay, hours. And that's not meant to guilt you. I I want to do that. I enjoy bringing this podcast for you. But I do spend hours planning, recording, editing, and queuing up these podcast episodes for you. And it would mean the world to me if you helped me get this show out to other online coaches who want to grow their business, who want to get more clients, who want to increase their sales by leaving a review on Apple iTunes, or sharing the show with a friend. I would appreciate it so much. I love you, and I'll see you on Monday. Hey, coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.